This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Next Door and Window. Hello and welcome to Dana Being Dana. That's me and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is about all different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together and living life intentionally. In 2023 already, over 168,000 layoffs in the United States have been reported, with tech layoffs currently exceeding the total number of tech layoffs for all of 2022. I was one of those tech people laid off, and it was one of the most stressful times of my life. But your setback, layoff or otherwise, can really become your setup, and by making the right moves with the right support, you can land even better than where you started. With the right mindset and tools, you are more resilient than you think. Joining me today are experts in this space for very different reasons. Billy Dexter, you're a partner at Hydrogen Struggles, and you're currently doing executive recruiting. Can you tell us a little bit more about your impressive background? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you, Danny, for having me on your show. Uh, as an executive recruiter with Hydrogen Struggles, uh, companies hire us to find leadership talent at the executive level. And we work across uh, just about every industry and sector uh, that you can imagine. Uh, we're in about 20 offices in the U.S. and in 30 countries outside of the U.S. Uh, and as a partner, part of my responsibility is uh, uh, doing business development as well as executing on the searches. And so um, I spend a lot of my time helping our clients find uh, women and professionals of color. That's kind of my specialty across just about every discipline and sector. Yes, indeed. Well, you were somebody that I called when, when I got laid yeah, off. Yeah, so. no, we had great conversations. Yes, we yeah. did. Now, Elle, you were laid off in 2009. Yes. Can you tell us about that moment? Because I remember mine. So for me, it was interesting because although I was in my dream job at the time, I actually needed that layoff to come because mm -hmm. the last four months of my employment, we had a new CEO who thought the work should be something very different and it was no longer aligned with my values. So when the layoff came, I was disappointed and I was nervous, but I was like, all right, let's see what's next, right? right. <laughs> so I was like, we're gonna take this time to have a little bit of fun employment at the time. Fun employment. Fun, fun, fun employment. employment. Fun I employment. Love it. That's right. Um, That's right. Because at the time I was single and didn't have any children. So I was like, okay, let, let, let's ride it out. That's awesome. That's fantastic. What did you do next? Uh, I took a trip to Costa Rica. I took a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. And I took a trip to New York. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Billy, as a recruiter, what's the first step you recommend in navigating a layoff? Well, I think it, it, it also determines how you look at it. Um, I never use the word layoff okay. because it has mm. somewhat of a negative mm -hmm. connotation. Um, I, I prefer to use impacted, that you were impacted impact. okay. Okay, uh, by whatever circumstances. But that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I, I'm off the market. I'm just... Uh, temporarily impacted by this current situation. Fun employment. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think uh, the, the first thing is you've got to be really honest with yourself around, you know, embracing this happened. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's the first thing. And I think second thing is you got to get off the couch. Yes. You can't get stuck there. And it's mm -hmm. easy to do yes. because you're thinking, why did this happen to me? Uh, but as soon as you can say, all right, you know what, it's happened, let me figure this out. I think you gotta ask yourself a couple questions. Um, 
What was that whole impacted thing uh, about? Mm -hmm. How do I rebound from that? And I think, you know, you're asking yourself, what are you passionate about? Yes. Okay. What are you you good at? Yeah. And then what do I want to do next? Yes. Mm -hmm. And be real honest with that and then start your strategy from there. That was great. L, you pivoted. Tell us about how you pivoted in your next chapter after you got back from your trips. After the trips, of course. So really, it was a great opportunity for me because one of my past supervisors, so someone in my network, reached out to me. I was in the youth development sector, and she said, hey, I need someone to develop and manage a summer program. Can you do that? And I said, wait, do I have to come work for you? And she's like, no, you can do it as a consultant. I had no idea what a consultant was, but I was like, yep, I sure will. I was just like, okay. And so that was my first opportunity into consulting because my past supervisor knew my work and she knew my value. So she just wanted me to do the job. She just wanted the work to get done. That's fantastic. And what a blessing. Some things are just meant to be. Absolutely. Billy, what advice do you have for people in the pivot? and how to make that pivot, that transition, get off the couch, as you say. Well, as, as, we, uh, as I mentioned before, I think being honest with yourself and then really starting to get out there and look at your network. Uh, Elle just talked about she re- relied on her network. What I find interesting is that uh, we're often told to network, but no one ever tells us how to do it. Right, yes. You know, so we kind of stumble out there and try and figure it out. But the key to, to, to networking is understand that it's a reciprocal process. Mm. It's an exchange of ideas, uh, contacts, conversations. Um, and, and you need to be doing that prior to being impacted. Networking before you even need to. Yes. Absolutely. That's right. A- absolutely. That's right. We're going to talk a little bit more about networking. Elle, you're the Chief Elevation Officer of Elevate Group, LLC. Mm-hmm. What does your business do? So my business primarily works with youth serving nonprofit organizations where I help organizations with fund development, program development, and strategic planning. What does that mean? I help people get the money, right? I help them innovate and design their programs and train their leaders. That's fantastic, that's fantastic. Now, this process isn't easy for everybody. You know, I think people who are impacted or experience any type of setback really can struggle and it can be really difficult. You can hit a lot of dead ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a recruiter, I think sometimes you have to give people tough love, right? Yeah. Tell them some things that they're not maybe ready to hear um, or prepared to implement. Uh, what is some of the tough love or advice you've given those who are having a tough time getting to that next chapter? Well, I think, uh, you know, as we talked about helping people to understand, okay, this happened. So let, let's, let's get on with it. Tell me what it is that you've been doing. So let's talk about, you know, before you call me, uh, what, what, what's been going on. And then I help them start to figure out how to create a strategy. Mm-hmm. What's your network? Uh, what is it that you want to do? How do we start to put process steps for you to, to get off the couch and start moving? And sometimes it, it, it's tough for people because um, th- this impacts, you know, because sometimes people, their whole uh, reputation and who they are are mm-hmm. connected to that job. Mm-hmm. And then when that's gone, like, man, what do, what do I do? Who are they? What yeah. do they do? Yeah. So uh, as a recruiter, we're trying to help them, you know, start to think about a process. Mm-hmm. What's next? Have you done this? Uh, have you gotten your resume? 
how do you tell your story, Dana, is yes. really crucial. Yep. And so we help them uh, with that process yep. as well. And sometimes being impacted can be a blessing because there are Absolutely. things that happen beyond your control. For sure. So it yeah. doesn't have to be your defining moment. It doesn't have to be about you. You know, it's about the economy, it's about the industry, it's about the situation. Yeah, and that's why I think it's so important that you assess right then, uh, you know, hey, you got impacted, so let me just decide on what's next. This could be a blessing. Yes. It happened to me at one point and it was an incredible blessing. Yes, and yeah. this happened to me. That bounce back, that comeback, you know, yeah. I think is so important, especially because challenges are inevitable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Elle, you wrote a book called The Art of the Bounce Back. I was about to say, you set me up. I I'm love the, up. the bounce up. back. I'm the like, I love it. The Art of the Bounce days. Back. The Art of the yes. Bounce Back, 31 <clears throat> Days of Resilient Living. What is the art of the bounce back and what are some of the best and most challenging days of those 31? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I want to show this because part of the art of the bounce back is the fact that it's compact and it can go with you, right? Love like it. it can go in your purse, it can yeah. go in your pocket. Um, and that was very intentional so that people can carry it with them all the time. Yeah. So my art of the bounce back wasn't necessarily about my layoff. It was actually came after losing my husband unexpectedly. Mm. Mm. But with that, what I recognized is it was also about my layoff, right? Because I've actually been laid off three times or impacted as Billy would say, right? Mm. right? I've been impacted three times. And for me, those challenging days were really trying to define what was next. Mm -hmm. yeah. How do I do this? What, how do I want to get up every mm -hmm. day, yes. right? And so um, I want to just make sure that people have the tools. So they have 31 principles within this book to be able to bounce back. And one of them, like one of my favorite ones is be creative. Yeah. Because we are always saying, oh, I'm not creative. I can't dance. I can't sing. I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, guess what? You can do something. Whether you curate teas, right? Like you put teas together. Whether you curate new spices and seasonings for things that you cook. Like that is all utilizing your creativity. Absolutely. So that is one of my favorite things is to get people to challenge and think outside of the box mm -hmm. in terms of what they bring to the table. And then that all comes together to really put them in the place of bouncing back no matter what the challenge is that they face. And being creative uh, makes you, I think it brings you to a happier place. Absolutely. Yeah. It's tapping into some of your natural talents. Um, you know, I, I like to write mm -hmm. and I write, produce, do things like that in my spare time because it's something that makes me happy. It's it curates things, joy. Curates joy. It's one of the things that kept me going during my layoff, my, my, my fun employment, yep. if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, call it, I call it your superpower. Everybody's yes, got something that, that they do better than most people. Yeah. And if you can tap into that, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate right there. Mm -hmm. yep. And if you can find that as a part of your, uh, your daily work, Yes. That's uh, putting yourself in a position to win. Billy, we're on the same page. Yeah. I talk about living your dream. all the time. I <laughs> yeah. love living it. your dream, living your purpose. Um, that's fantastic. Elle, you did a TEDx talk about superpower, embracing resilience as your superpower. Tell us more. Listen, Billy said it right up, right? <laughs> like he intentionally did that. So yes, I did a TEDx talk at Babson College and where I talked to people literally about resilience is your superpower that we all have, mm -hmm. right? And it is something that has to be cultivated over time. And so sometimes people say, well, I don't know how to do that, or I don't have resilience. Of course you do, 
because we have all been faced with challenges and obstacles and we will continue to be. And so your superpower is being able to get back up. It is looking at the challenge in a face. That's what, this is yeah. what I said on stage, like looking the challenge in yeah, the face and saying, listen, I'm about to tackle you today, right now, <laughs> right? Like, and it's being okay with whatever those emotions are. Yeah. If it's tears, if it's you know anger, if it's frustration, whatever it is, and also recognizing that two emotions can coexist. So you can be very frustrated and angry going through a process, but you can also be happy and joyful that you have extra time to spend with your family, Absolutely. that you can go take a walk on the lakefront, mm -hmm. whatever it is that you yeah. need to do. So. For me, it's just reminding people that, hey, we are all superheroes. Right. And our power, our superpower that we all have, that we can exercise every single day is resilience. Yes. You can be fearful and you can be ambitious yes. at the same time. At the same Absolutely. time. Terrified I do it all the time. And <laughs> courageous. Yeah. Um, don't get off that couch just yet. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back talking about superpowers on Dana Bean Dana. Don't go away. When we needed new doors and windows for our home, we were looking for someone we could trust. We've done the bargain brand windows. We've done the runaround. What we loved about Nextdoor and Window is that they were different. The experts guided us through every step of their no pressure process. We really loved their educational approach. Nextdoor and Window helped us understand what was right for us. They have a totally different approach to doors and windows. They made the window and door replacement process simple. Call 844-600-NEXT to get 50% off your installation. back to Dana Being Dana, where we are talking about a setback becoming a setup and networking, how much networking is a part of that process. Billy, is it true that you won a contest for being the best networker in the world? Well, um, yes, I, I, I did get uh, uh, that honor. Okay. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a number of us uh, that uh, it was a national competition uh, that an organization was running and they had people to get nominated. And I was nominated and I was one of seven people that got the recognition of one of the best seven networkers in the world. And why do you think you received that award? Well, uh, because I've always just valued relationships and connections. I mean, ever since I you know, uh, was little and even today, most of my networks are, are people that I've known for 25, 30, 35 years mm -hmm. and we just stay connected awesome. um, and in valuing those relationships I, I, I uh, understood the founding principle of networking and that is uh, Dana that you network to give not to get say that but again you For the network people in the back. you network to give not to get yes. so true. but if you do and if you do it over time it comes back to I you I agree I agree. Um, and so, and so that takes discipline. It takes uh, commitment. Um, you have to be it, intentional. Yes, yes. And and it's not. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so I've just I've just um, always been like that. 
And um, uh, years ago, all these amazing things start happening, you know, for me where I was being offered jobs and, and jobs were created around my background. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, I, and I went on this journey to figure out, man, I, you know, what am I doing? Because I don't want it to stop, right. but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I realized that it was, I, I just, uh, I led with being my authentic self. Yeah. I listened. I always tried to figure out how to help people. And um, uh, a lot of people, when they think about networking, um, they, they, they're uh, wanting to get something versus uh, being more comfortable. I was more something. comfortable with what can I give yeah. versus asking you for something. Yeah. And I learned out that that was a secret. And I think yes. when you build that connective tissue with people, they get to learn who you are. Yeah. Um, and you can leverage that in your giving um, for when you need something. Yeah. When I was in my valley with, with my situation of being laid off, um, my network, because I spend a lot of time giving, my network said, you know, now it's time for us to be supportive of they you. They show up yeah. for they you. They do. Absolutely. I love the fact, this fact about your business, Elevate, mm -hmm. um, is that you've never marketed your business. Mm -mm. Isn't that true? It's How is that possible? True. Because, so guess what? You said be intentional. Billy yes. said be authentic, right? Yes. Those are principles in the book. Come on. Yes. Right? Bounce back. And so look, in the bounce back. Yes. And that is how I've never marketed. It's because my yes. network has worked for me. Yes. And it's not just about having good relationships. It's giving people quality work. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right mm -hmm. now, I've messed up. I've made some mistakes, and yes, I've, we you know, have. we yeah. as we all have, and I've done some things, not been right by some clients. But even in that, I have integrity, and I still show up and say I apologize, and people still come back. Right, mm -hmm. I have repeat business mm -hmm. like that is phenomenal. Yes, like some clients I've worked with for 10, 12 years on various projects. And that's why I've never marketed yeah. my business is yeah. because they market it for me. You need something done. You need some strategic planning done. You need this board development done. Anything in the nonprofit sector, I tend to say yes, and I'll figure it out even if I don't know how to do it, right? right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, have the, I have the network and folks around me that can help me figure out what it yeah. is. But it is. It's being intentional. It's being authentic. You know, I show up every time in my full self. Yes. It's a great quality of being a consultant, finding a way to get to yes all the, time. Yeah. all the time. All the time. Billy, all the time. That's so true. That's so Absolutely. true. Billy, you wrote a book, Making Your Network, Mastering the Art and Science of Career and Business Networking. Is networking truly an art? Well, uh, here's the book. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I do think it is an art and it's a science. So uh, what we do with, the, with this book we talk about it, I have a co-author, Melissa Wilson, and we both approach it from the aspect that she's a, a, a natural introvert, and so she talks about the science side of networking. Interesting. And I'm more of the extrovert, and I talk about the art side of it. Hmm. But it's actually both. And so you do have to be intentional around every aspect of this, whether it's around how you show up, yeah. uh, uh, how do you build your networks, um, how do you find, uh, I, we, in the book we talk about there's a formula um, uh, around uh, developing, uh, learning how to make connections that lead to some level of a relationship that creates opportunity. Yes. Whether that opportunity is for you 
or mm -hmm. whether it's for someone else or whether it's for the organization. Yeah. That's the basic formula. Yeah. Networking is the outcome, but learning how to develop connections that lead to relationships and create opportunity. Yeah. And that's oh, what this book is about. And I think when you're a part of those opportunities over time, your name keeps coming up. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. It may not be something that benefits you. Absolutely. It may, you may not be the one directly involved, but being a part of that con connective tissue and that fabric, yeah. um, weaving those opportunities of success, that's how you, know, you raise your, you elevate. Yeah. See Hello, come you on. Elevate <laughs> your platform and your network, which I think is, which is fantastic. It's you yeah. want your name to be mentioned in rooms that you're not in. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. And well, that happens from you yeah. consistently giving and putting, putting out there. Yeah. In the book, there's uh, a chapter that we call uh, Becoming a Network Thinker. Hmm. Uh, and a network thinker is someone, as you go about your day, uh, finding opportunities to connect folks mm -hmm. and, and thinking about how you can be helpful. And you, and you can train yourself to, to be aware of those opportunities. Yeah. And that's what great networkers do. Uh, they're, they're constantly thinking about how they can connect people. One of the things I talk about as a premise for this television show is that people have more in common than they do their differences. Yes. yes. And getting people talking uh, brings out those commonalities. Absolutely. and and you know, weaves that human connectivity. Um, and that's what I think is one of the ways you can get started in networking. When you start talking to people, um, you know, just having a conversation and figuring out the things you have in common. It could be sports, it could be music, it could be, you know, other hobbies, other things that you enjoy creative, uh, excuse me, other things you enjoy creatively. Yeah. Um, but how do you get better at networking? You talked about networking um, for introverts, yes. um, which I think people who are, uh, either introverted or shy, yep. not the same thing, yeah. uh, may struggle with networking. And, and how do you advise people to build these relationships uh, if it's not their strong suit or natural strength? Yeah, I think you, and you alluded to it earlier, I think the, having the ability to make connections, finding commonalities, things mm -hmm. that you have in common. You had a similar, we were talking about a concert earlier. Okay, so we, one of the things we have in concert is we all like this artist, mm -hmm. okay? So that's a connecting point. And you find ways to build on that. And once you do that, that, that brings the walls down a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. And now we got things in common. Now we can have a conversation. Yeah. And I can say, Dana, how can I help you? What can I do? Exactly. You know, exactly. so, um, and I think whether you're uh, introvert or extrovert, if you can, you can practice that and the more that you practice it, the more and more comfortable you'll be. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite things is I like to ask people questions about like where they traveled, yeah. right? Or what was their favorite food? Or, mm -hmm. you know, something that will get everybody talking. Yeah. So often when we're in environments, what happens is people say, well, what do you do? Right. Yeah. right. Like that's the first question people ask. Mm -hmm. And that is actually one of my pet peeves yeah. because I'm like, there's so much more to me than the work that I do, mm -hmm. right. you know? So find out a little bit more, right, about me. So it's like, I think we have to have, we have to be very, again, intentional about the questions that we are asking people to connect, yeah. right? And when we do that, we find those commonalities and then we get excited about it, right? Yeah. Like, so Billy talks about, you know, the artist and we say new, we said new edition earlier and I'm like, I break out into new edition because, <laughs> and then I can listen, tell you my story about new exactly, edition. Exactly, <laughs> and that was my first concert. So then yeah. we could get into a whole conversation about yeah. first concerts. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's your last concert you've right. been to and where are you going this summer? Because there's everybody 
everybody, yeah. like, yeah. you know, in concert. Yeah. So that yeah. is true. It's just, it really is. It's like yeah. you said, Billy, it's breaking down those walls. Yes. And then it gets people excited and connected. Yep. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, now I want to know more about yeah. you. Yeah. And the difference, too, like when you do have an ask mm -hmm. and you do have a need, you can be very specific. Yes. And it's received well because people know you. Yes. They yes. know you on a personal level. They know different aspects of you, you know, that it's not just business. Yes. And so they can be responsive to whatever that specific business ask need yeah. is. Absolutely. And people, people do business with people they, they feel like good about. That, part. that they know, that they that have part. a relationship. Yes. People hire people that they feel good about, that they know that they have a relationship. So you've got to be intentional about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you know that networking is working? When, when these, your connections and relationships start to come back to you yeah. and say, mm -hmm. Dana, how can I be helpful? Or you may need a request and and say, you know, ask someone something, they go, absolutely, yeah. and mm -hmm. I will show up. I got it. We made a connection, um, and we, we uh, developed into some level of a relationship, yeah. and the ask came, I figure it out, and I'm here on your show. Yeah, and I, well, listen, I appreciate you both <laughs> showing up. Uh, is there any final advice that you have for those who are watching about navigating a, set a setback, a layoff, um, they've been impacted, or they're just curious about a new chapter? They're feeling restless. So much has happened in the world lately um, that people may be looking for a change and don't know how to get started. Something's happened that's tragic and they don't know how to be resilient. Um, so any advice you have for folks? Owning it is huge. Yeah. That's, I really yeah. live by that. In addition to that, you gotta get still, mm. right? Mm. Say more. People are so busy moving about doing so many things. You've got to get still and you have to sit in what is your next. So earlier in the show, Billy talked about your story. You yeah. got to start writing those things down mm -hmm. so that you understand what gifts and skills you bring to the world, not just to a job, yeah. right, but to the world. And when you sit for a moment and you're still and you're quiet, mm -hmm. then you can begin to write those things out so that you know for sure like what your value is mm -hmm. and then you can begin to communicate that value in a different way. And what happens when you're able to communicate in a different way, opportunities start to come to you, yep. right? Yeah. Because now you're able to say, well, no, I bring these different things to the table no matter what is happening. True. And yeah. people are like, well, I need that. I need those qualities, right? They're looking yeah. for the characteristics. And so I tell people, you just, you got to get still. Yeah. Call it quiet yourself. Yes. You got to quiet yeah. yourself. I think that's important, you know. And then I think once you've figured that out, not being afraid to make that call, make that ask with the intentionality that we're Or even about. if you yeah. are afraid, do, do it, it anyway. anyway. Dana, I have a simple mantra that, that I've used um, for uh, probably 25, 30 years. Uh, and I've shared it. I had, I've been blessed to have an opportunity to deliver a couple of commencement addresses. And that mantra is, why not me? Uh, and so I, I use that as I look at everything. Mm. You know, why not me to, uh, for this new job? Why not me to be the one to step up and help that person? And so what that does for me, it triggers me to uh, uh, show up yes. mm -hmm. and find a way to be helpful. 
-hmm. And when I, I think when you're helpful, that's the, see, the, the, the secret to networking. Um, you network to give, mm -hmm. not to get. If you do it the right way, it comes back to you. That's true. Absolutely. That's so true. Why not me? Why not you? Resilience is the capacity of a person to maintain their core purpose and integrity in the face of dramatically changed circumstances and the ability to not only overcome setbacks, but to also move forward. A layoff or a setback is unexpected, but it is something that can be overcome. You are more resilient and powerful than you think. Know that. And your village, either organic or strategic, is there to help. Thank you to my incredible guests for joining me today and for sharing both your experience and your expertise. Finally, special thanks to our incredible sponsor, Next Door and Window. Hopefully you have been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Next Door and Window.